Welcome, family, uh, to our today's podcast. Today we started a new series on the Holy Spirit. This particular podcast uh, begins after we had done the initial uh, greetings, and then what you begin to hear is where we begin to discuss uh, the topic of the day. God bless you. Uh, the Holy Spirit is, is very dear and is very key in what God wants to do in the earth, in and through us. Uh, Bill Johnson usually says, the Holy Spirit is in us, but he wants out. In other words, as much as he is in us, but is uh, very preoccupied with fixing things out there. Once he fixes us and he, he puts us in alignment with heaven and then in and through us, then he touches the world. He touches the neighbor. He touches all those people who are out there. So we are, we are going to discuss the Holy Spirit. Now, today's teaching is very basic. Um, I, I am trusting God for about four things at the end of these teachings that we will have learned. And I believe that uh, these things will be established in us uh, going forward. So I want you to have your, your, your pen and your notebook. I want you to begin to write certain things down uh, because we are going to just do everything um, from the very fundamentals in Jesus' name. Now, the, the first thing I, I am trusting God for, Bazalwani Uguti, I want you to see him from the Old Testament. Yes. I want you to see him from the Old Testament uh, because is in the whole Bible. The Holy Spirit is, uh, he has been active in human history. Uh, so that's the first thing. I'm going to elaborate on that going forward. So I want you to see at the end of these teachings, I want you to be able to see the Holy Spirit very active in the entire Bible, not only in the New Testament, but in the whole Bible. Number two, I wanted to see Uguti, how involved the Holy Spirit has been in the affairs of man throughout human history. The Holy Spirit has been very hands-on, especially in the nations where he was allowed to land. Remember we said, um, as much as God is omnipresent, in other words, he is everywhere at the same time, but he does not land everywhere at the same time. He lands where he is invited. So wherever he is invited, remember the Bible says, Jesus said, I, uh, I stand at the door knocking. Whoever hears my voice and opens, I will come in and dine with them. So he, he knocks, heaven knocks at the door of our heart. Mm. Heaven knocks at the door of nations. Whoever would open the door and allow him to come, he comes in and he fellowships with that one and he begins to rearrange the furniture in that particular house as he pleases. When he comes, he comes so that his will can be established and his will can be done. So the second thing, I want you to see him as being involved in the, in the affairs of mankind throughout history. The... The third thing, Barcelona, I am trusting God for as we do this is the fact that it is impossible. It is impossible to achieve or to accomplish anything uh, for God without him. 
Unkulunkulu has a big, a God-sized vision cannot be accomplished through human-sized strength. A God-sized mandate cannot be fulfilled through human-sized uh, power. Uh, we are human. God must put the super on our natural. Uh, we are dealing, remember Ephesians 6, the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers in the atmosphere. Now, those are supernatural beings. We are only natural people. Yeah. So what God does through the Holy Spirit, he puts the super on our natural, that we are able to stand toe to toe with those things in the spirit and we are able to push back against them in the name of Jesus. So realize, number three, that it is impossible to do anything that God wants us to do without the Holy Spirit. Mm. Uh, you cannot do, remember that our mandate is spiritual. Our mandate is supernatural. You cannot do spirit without spirit. You cannot, in other words, you cannot do things of the spirit without the Holy Spirit. Uh, we cannot, there is room for our human intelligence. There is room for our creativity and all those things. But at the end of the day, remember that our mandate is supernatural. Mm -hmm. So for us to be able to do an excellent job in the earth on behalf of the Father, we need to be empowered uh, by the Holy Spirit. Uh, one and final thing that I want us to, to, to have, I, I pray, family, that at the end of, of, of these messages, you will have a craving for the Holy Spirit. You will have an appetite for him. You will have a desire. You will begin to realize that I cannot really do much without him. And there will be a craving there will be a, an appetite, a, a gusto for him, so that we can begin to look him in a different light and invite him yeah. in Jesus' name. So today, I am not talking much about, I'm, I'm not going to talk about Pentecost. I'm not going to talk about revival. I'm not going to talk about, see the Bible says, it talks about the seven spirits of God. Do you remember that? Those are seven manifestations of the spirit, or seven characteristics. It's the same spirit with a sevenfold manifestation. Mm -hmm. So I'm not talking about uh, him being our parakletos in Greek, which is our companion. I, I'm not talking about the gifts of the spirit or any of the things that we, we, we have known this morning. Those will come in time as we begin to build upon uh, the topic and our theme, then those will come. Uh, but this morning, Bazalwane, I want us to know the Holy Spirit. I want us to know him as the spirit of Genesis. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to explain uh, what that means because we, we, we have to understand. You see, when you're talking about Genesis, it's not just the, the book in the Bible. The word Genesis, uh, that's where we get our word uh, genetics, the genetics, uh, genes, uh, genome. The, you, you get those words from the word Genesis. So I want you to understand that the Holy Spirit is, is responsible for the genetics of creation. This is why when we deal with him, we deal with him uh, in, a, in a certain way with an understanding that he's not a new entity. He's been there from the beginning. 
The word Genesis means birth. That's why that book, The Birth of Creation, Genesis, is called Genesis. It means birth, it means origin, it means creation. The word Genesis means birth, it means origin, it means creation. So I want us, family, to know the Holy Spirit as the Spirit who is in Genesis. Everything in the universe, everything that was created has the genome of the Spirit in it. This is why the Holy Spirit can talk, can, can, can move anything, mm -hmm. can move the Red Sea, can move anything, because in the Red Sea there's an ear that hears the voice of God. Yeah. In creation, there is an ear. Creation has an ear that is able to hear the voice of the Spirit of God mm -hmm. because the Spirit of God was at the very beginning. So when you study the, the New Testament uh, and the Old Testament, the New Testament, you'll find that they, they, he gets uh, more manifestation there. We're going to explain that. But today, I want us to focus on the Old Testament because in the Old Testament, he is... Um, uh, most of us are very familiar with in the, in the New Testament with the, with the book of Acts, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Acts chapter 2, the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter uh, 10, verse, uh, verse 28, or thereabouts, uh, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good, uh, healing the sick, and doing all that because God was with him. So we know that the, the New Testament and how he moves in the New Testament. But very few people know him as the spirit who's been there from the beginning. Mm. He's been there from the beginning. So we are introduced as people to the Holy Spirit as early as the first chapter in the Bible in the second verse. That's how... Early he appears. Uh, first chapter in the Bible, in the second verse. Why is this important? It is important because I want us to understand that Emmanuel is not a New Testament phenomenon. The Holy Spirit, I want us to elevate him. I want us to give him the status that he deserves. I want us to be in awe of the Holy Spirit because of who he is. He is not, he's not the Holy Spirit of Pentecostals. Mm -hmm. Let me repeat what I just said to you. The Holy Spirit is not just the Spirit of Pentecostals. He is the Spirit who's been there from the beginning. Why am I saying that? It's because I want you to feel comfortable with Him. I want you to feel comfortable with you inviting Him into your life to begin to be part of your life part of your ministry, and part of everything that you do as an individual. So if you are a Lutheran, if you are a Baptist, Methodist, if you are a Presbyterian, if you are an Anglican, if you are uh, even Pentecostal or African gospel, wherever you come from with regards to your background, I want you to be comfortable with the Holy Spirit. Don't uh, look at him suspiciously as someone or a, a doctrine introduced by Pentecostals. This is why it is important that we see him in the Old Testament, because if we can see him in the Old Testament, yeah. 
then we will begin to realize that he is not a, 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 a spirit for certain people. So I grew up in an environment where they used, they used to say, a church of the, the of the spirit. Yeah, I think that's what it means. <laughs> what it means really, the church of the spirit. As if the Holy Spirit is, a, is, is prejudiced against other people. The Holy Spirit is the spirit for everybody. Mm. Any, wherever you're going to discover today where he sees the word, he goes. Mm. He, him and the word of God are one. Mm. So I want us to understand all these things uh, this morning. So he is not a new teaching. The Holy Spirit is not a new teaching. It's not a new doctrine. He is from the beginning. So we're going to go now to that uh, book in the Old Testament, Genesis chapter 1. We're going to read from verse 1 to verse number 2. Amen. The Bible says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. He is called the Spirit of God here. You and I know him as the Holy Spirit. In other translations, he's called the Holy Ghost. In the Old Testament, mainly he's called the Spirit of the Lord. It's the same Spirit. He doesn't have a twin. It's the same Spirit. It's not seven different Spirits. It's one Holy Spirit. That's why... The, the lampstand in the, in the tabernacle had seven streams going out, seven of them, uh, because it's one stem, one Holy Spirit with seven different manifestations. Uh, so in, 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 in the New Testament, I know that we, we, we begin to see him more involved. In the New Testament, he, he is more uh, diversified in his function and in his operation, but he is the same spirit that uh, has been all the time. In Hebrew, he's called uh, Ruach Elohim. Uh, that's how they know him. So I want you to be comfortable this morning, uh, whether you are a tongue-talking believer or you are from whatever background, we are talking about one member of the Trinity, Ruach Elohim, he was from the beginning. He is, he was, he has always been. And he loves you and he wants to be part of your life. He wants to be part of my life. He is interested in every detail of your life, in every detail of my life. The things that we consider as mundane or unimportant as people in your life. He is very particular about such uh, he is the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Now, in that particular verse, which I read, there is one uh, verb that we find there, which I want us to focus on this morning. Because he, he, we find him doing something in the, New, in the Old Testament, uh, Genesis 1-2. He is doing something. Uh, the verb is hovering. Now, other translations would say he was blowing upon the face 
of the waters, or others would say he was moving, others would say he was brooding. Now, in Hebrew, hovering, hovering is like to be suspended over something. Uh, in Hebrew, it's the word to brood. Now, I'm going to explain that word because it's going to be very important what to brood means, because um, once you understand that, his function becomes very important and what he has been doing throughout um, generations in the entire Bible, in all of human history, mm. that is what he has been doing. So uh, in English, the Bible says the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. In Hebrew, that statement says, Ruach Elohim emrach efet al amayim. Uh, the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Now, it is important that we focus on Genesis 1-2 today uh, because I want to introduce you to something that is called in theology the law of first mention. The law of first mention. The law of first mention, in other words, it's the law where when something is mentioned for the first time, it becomes important to understand the context in which that is said because it sets a precedent mm. for how we are going to handle that uh, topic or that uh, theme throughout scripture. It's called the law of first mention. Now, I want to first explain what we mean by law of first mention because the reason why we're going to stay in Genesis 1-2 is because that sets a precedent. Mm. Uh, uh, in terms of how we, we interact with the Holy Spirit going forward. Uh, it says there, when a subject, Barcelona, I'm, 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 I'm defining to you now the law of first mention. When a subject or topic, listen to this, is mentioned for the first time, when it is mentioned for the first time, like he is mentioned in this verse for the first time, the Spirit of God, that subject or topic is mentioned clearly and simply. And it does not change uh, later on, but it is improved upon. I hope you understand that. So when a subject is mentioned for the first time, it is mentioned uh, simply and clearly. Now, what we discover in that first mention does not change throughout the Bible. What happens is that topic is improved or developed, but the spine or the gist of it remains. Uh, I hope you understand that. The law of first mention is there so that we understand uh, better, uh, to understand an important idea better. We are advised to go where it first appears. Mm -hmm. To understand an idea, to understand a topic better. As a Bible scholar, you the law of laws of Bible interpretation suggest that go to the place where that topic it was first mentioned. Mm -hmm. Go there and understand the context, pretext, the text and the um, whatever other text there is around that, so that you know why it was mentioned, under what circumstances, what that thing is, that gives you an idea uh, of, of, of what's going on there. So 
what we find him doing when he is introduced to us, the Holy Spirit of God, the Spirit of God. The Bible says he's brooding, brooding over chaos. He's brooding over chaos. Now, I must explain to you what to brood means because it seems as if hovering and brooding, everything revolves around that word because that's the first action we find him involved in. He's brooding. So if he broods in his first mention, that means, Bazalwan, brooding is what is going to be involved in rest of the time. It seems as if brooding is one of his main characteristics. Mm. That is why it is, it is very good to go into the Old Testament when you discuss him. By the time we come to Pentecost and speaking in other tongues and, and all these things that we love, we have a solid background of who exactly we are dealing with. You won't be shy to speak in tongues because you know exactly that you are dealing with someone who, who has been there very early and he knows you. Now, brood. The word brood is B-R-O-O-D. B-R-O-O-D. It means uh, to create a temperature for hatching. Mm. All right. I want you to understand that. I hope you're writing that down. To create a temperature for hatching, to create an atmosphere where hatching becomes possible. Amen. In other words, it's to, it's to incubate, uh, incubate until life is produced. You incubate until life comes forth. Uh, Lely Gamma often is used in relation to uh, birds or mother hen. Because we know what the mother hen keeps her eggs warm to make them hatch. Mm. So, you would say to brood, uh, mm. when we are first introduced to the Holy Spirit, we are introduced to someone, to a member of the Godhead who broods over mm. chaos. He sits upon chaos and he creates an environment or an atmosphere so that when uh, he's done, life can come forth. Mm. Wherever he sits, wherever he hovers, wherever he moves, where, wherever mm. he broods, life is bound to come forth there. So... He creates the atmosphere where new seasons, because when you're talking about brooding, you're talking about new, new life being released, you're talking about new generations coming forth. Amen. So in the Bible, the Holy Spirit, I want you to know, always signifies life. Amen. We discover this as early as in the book of Genesis. Just imagine. So I want us to, to understand, the, let us know him from there. So he is, he is, in the entire Bible, he is known as the Spirit. He signifies life. Wherever the Spirit of God is, wherever he moves, wherever he hovers, wherever he's suspended, wherever he, he sits, and he, he, he begins to brood over that, mm -hmm. life will come forth. 
in the absence of the Holy Spirit, there is death there. So let's go back to that particular verb because so we find him brooding. Now below him, when he sits over this, below him there is, there is darkness, below him there is chaos, below him there is misalignment. All right. So he appears. When he appears there, Barcelona, he doesn't appear there to rebuke or to, con- to condemn the, the, the chaos. When he appears there, he comes to brood over it so that life can begin to come out of it. Mm. Amen. Mm. So he, he, he comes in that, like, understand him as, as you walk with me. And as I, I'm just praying to God that even as we do these teachings, you will begin to fall in love with him and love him more than you have ever loved him before. Because when we, when we talk about the Holy Spirit often, it's, it's in connection with the Right? Which is powerful. Because the tongues of the Spirit are given to us for a reason. We are going to uh, learn that and discover that going forward. But I wanted to make a point that he appears there not to, re- to rebuke the chaos, not to, to, to condemn the chaos. He comes, he appears as mother hen would brood over the eggs so that life uh, comes forth when, when, when she's done. Now, in Deuteronomy 32, verse 11, uh, the just write that down because... Um, I know that it will take time for, for, to get there. Um, but let me just read this particular scripture. Deuteronomy 32 verse 11 says, As an eagle stirs up its nest, hovers or broods over its young, spreading out its wings, taking them up, carrying them on its wings. So understand brooding. So when you think of the Holy Spirit, uh, even for the first time, don't just limit him to, to just casting out of devils. That, that's our job, that he comes to, to enable us to. And casting out of devils, by the way, is, is just part of what we do to get the kingdom of God established in the earth. But the Holy Spirit is bigger than casting out of devils. The Holy Spirit is the creator. He was in the beginning. So do, we don't limit him to tongues. We don't limit him to just, you know, the prophecy or that. He, he, he manifests himself that way in the church and through the church so that the church can get the job done. The responsibility of the church on earth requires that we cast out devils. Our response, but his mandate is much larger than that. He, his scope as the Holy Spirit is very broad. You don't limit him to the casting out of devils and to the speaking of in other tongues and all these things. So I want us to understand him as God, mm-hmm. as mighty, as big, someone who broods over chaos, not only in our lives, but over nations when he, where he is allowed, mm-hmm. where the atmosphere uh, allows for him to come and begin to rest upon the atmosphere. What happens, whatever chaos there was below begins to change and we are realigned with the will and the purposes of God in heaven. So I want you to understand, Mazon, that he, he has come a long way with us. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, 
He has come a long way with the people who are now today called the church. Uh, don't think that he's been here only. In the Old Testament, there are many instances that the Spirit of God came upon so-and-so, and they got a jawbone, and they began to slaughter. The Spirit of God came upon so-and-so, and they began to prophesy. The Spirit of God came upon so-and-so, and they, they, they did mighty exploits for God. So he has always been mighty. He has always been great. He has always been powerful. Always been hands-on to help the human race, mankind, to fulfill the agenda of heaven. He comes to help us to do the will of God. He comes to help us, to lift us. So that he understands that we are dealing with principalities and powers. Mm. He understands that we are only human. And we cannot stand against these devils, against these demonic spirits on our own. We need help from heaven. Yeah. We need help from the heavens of God. So Ruach Elohim comes and he rests upon us. He empowers us so that we can begin to do the will of God yeah. in the earth mm. in Jesus' name. Mm. Amen. Amen. So I want us therefore... Not to think of him as a force, as a wind, as a force, as a force, inanimate something that does not hear, that does not see, that does not speak, just a force. He is not just a force. If you study, but you're going to discover that uh, later on, he's not even an it, it, he's a he. He's a masculine, is uh, used in reference to the Holy Spirit because he is God member of the trinity so he's not just power you know though we, once we understand him this way you will then desire to have a relationship an yeah. intimate relationship with him who wants to have a relationship with just a force mm. who wants to have a relationship with just power you know just, just a dunamis power mm. you know just just a force it pushes things everywhere no he is a person he loves you he knows the number of hairs in your head. Mm -hmm. He knows your thoughts. He knows everything. He is very involved in your life. Ruach Elohim. Mm -hmm. The life source of everything there is. Amen. Amen. So as we move on now, we're going to get a bit deeper. No, not much today because we're dealing with the very foundation of it. So I understand him as, as, as the very breath of everything that exists. Mm -hmm. In the genes of nature, in the DNA of creation, he's there because he is from the beginning. Now, based on Genesis 1 verse 2, we know the following about the Holy Spirit. Now, I want us to begin to uh, just to uh, understand these few points I'm going to make based on the... Remember we said before that we, we can only uh, establish a teaching on the basis of that which the scripture teaches. Yeah. We must always anchor our declaration, our conclusion in something based on what scripture says. Now, based on what we, we have read and uh, based on the law of first mention, which we have discussed, we can expect him to be doing uh, this third scripture to be blowing mm -hmm. somewhere, to be moving somewhere, to be brooding somewhere. Now, uh, when we talk about him moving, I, most of you will think about some chaos that we have seen somewhere in some services mm. where people are just moving everywhere. I want you to understand, uh, I don't want to give 
much uh, this morning because I'm going to teach these things going forward. He is not the spirit of chaos. He, he does not become part of chaos. He broods over it. Uh, but he does not become part of it. So as much as the spirit of God, if we say the spirit of God is moving in the service, Sometimes in our mind, it may seem like chaos. In most instances, is and everybody's just, no, no, if he's there, he is there. So in, in, in our human mind, that could seem like chaos, but it's not if the Spirit of God is part of it. But there are instances also where there would be chaos because it's not the Holy Spirit who is in there. It's just another spirit, whether it's carbon dioxide, whatever it is. All right. Now, this is the first thing I wanted to understand. I wanted to write this down, family. The Holy Spirit does not run away from chaos or darkness or disorder. I wanted to note that this morning. The Holy Spirit does not run away from chaos. He is not scared of darkness. In the very beginning, when it was, that was, that was darkness, of all darknesses, that one, in Genesis, he was there, shows up. So he's not scared of darkness. When the Bible says, uh, in the end times, there'll be a lot of darkness, don't worry. That, that, that's when you're going to see him. Mm. That's why you're going to see much of the Holy Spirit in the end times, in the last days. He's not scared of any chaos, of any, chaos, yeah. of any darkness. Mm. He comes. So I wanted to know that. So what happens, family... The Holy Spirit, as you see in that verse, he waits for God's word to be released over that situation. He waits. Mm -hmm. See, if he's, if, if, he's, if he's brooding or he's hovering, he waits in anticipation. He's not going to do anything about the chaos until he hears a word. Now, I wanted to listen to this. He waits for God's word to be released over the situation. He's never in the chaos. He remains outside of it. Suspended until God's word is released. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. So that's number one. The second thing I wanted to realize this morning, number two, nothing of God is born out of the earth without the presence of the Holy Spirit. Nothing. Nothing of God is born, comes out of the earth. What, in whatever form, nothing that God has designed that he wants to see happen in your life, in my life, in your family, in our family, in our ministries, in your, it will not happen without the Holy Spirit. Amen. No sound. I'm still on number two. So you won't hear any sound of anything new. There won't be any hatching without the Holy Spirit. This is why we deal with him beyond tongue-talking. Mm -hmm. I want you to see him as a significant, a fundamental mm -hmm. uh, stakeholder in re-establishing, in um, restoring your destiny in mm -hmm. God. Mm -hmm. I, want him, I want you to know him as that one who is very key in uh, you believing God for things to begin to blossom, for things to begin to bloom, for life to begin to come out of death. Mm. 
light out of darkness in whatever situation in your life. It will not come. It shall not happen until we have a revelation and understanding of who the Holy Spirit is. And we begin to invite him over our chaos to begin to brood and to begin to hover over our, our chaos and it begins to change the atmosphere. He must be invited. He must be allowed. Amen. So without him, then family, uh, these are sub points under number two. There, there is no new phase, no new thing, no new life. I wanted to be convinced of that because once you understand that, my relationship with him begins to change because I realize that the things that I'm trusting God for, the new in whatever area, finances, whatever it is, the new thing, the new season I'm trusting God for, it's not going to come until I have a solid, a personal, close, intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit, understanding that he is the one who changes the atmosphere. Remember that atmospheres are important. Everything grows in a particular atmosphere. You know that in agriculture, the climate is important. There are, there, there, there's produce that won't really be realized in a different atmosphere. There are things you cannot grow in Iceland because of, an, of, a, of a climate there. So there are things that will not grow in our lives until the atmosphere of our life changes until the Holy Spirit begins to weigh in and begins to be the new normal in your life. He begins to dominate the atmosphere in your life. Amen. Mm -hmm. So the, there is nothing new. There is no, there is no generation. In, in, you know, there is nothing new that comes. Understand that. While I'm talking about new generation, I'm just going to hurry up quickly here. Because I want to say, Sometimes isn't it see see playing of you know the you know the word generation uh, a new generation it talks about new new ideas it means to generate to bring forth something new it's it's new ideas it's new vision it's new uh, creativity so the Holy Spirit do you know that when you are moving with the Holy Spirit in the boardroom. You can have uh, something, just, just drop something. That is if you don't limit him to church. Mm. You know that in the boardroom, you have a business meeting, whatever it is, there's a certain strategy that is needed. He, he is so close and so intimate that he begins to come and he begins to give you yeah. new levels of creativity. You just lift up your hand and you come, some, some idea, some thought just comes. What we call a revelation. Revelation. But we're going to come to that, Bazalwan. So I want us to understand that. Now, number three, what he's, whatever is hurched in your life, as you are listening to me, is dependent on the spirit you allow to brood. Now, if you allow, see, you can allow any spirit to brood over your, your, the affairs of your life. So if you allow that spirit to brood over the affairs of your life, 
whatever comes out of your life reflects the atmosphere that is brooding over your life. So, Barcelona, I want us to, to, to know him intimately. I want us to embrace him. I want us to know him at that level to the point where we understand that I can't, I can't do anything without the Holy Spirit. It is impossible to have any level of success in the, in the earth. Especially when you understand that we are faced, again, I mean, we, we are up against serious and brutal beings yeah. who don't want anything to come out of your life. You know, many of us are struggling in different areas. He, he, he is always there wanting us to, to embrace him. Yeah wanting us to allow him to be part of every area of our life. But all we have done is we have limited him to some people, you know, that we, we, we just limit him to just tongue talking. We, we, we think and we believe that we are in the spirit when we begin to speak or pray in tongues. That's the room he occupies in your life. My friend, listen, he wants to occupy everything. Do you know that the Holy Spirit, if you are so intimate with the Holy Spirit, people will tell you, you, you go to your wardrobe. Now, some of you will, will relate to that. You want to put together items to wear. He whispers something to you. No, just put this and that together. I don't know how many of you have got that kind of relationship. I don't know how many of you, if you, if you, if you are driving out of your gate, the voice of God begins to say, don't turn left today, turn right. Mm. Uh, just turn right and then slow down. That's what he wants. Yeah. That's, what the whole, that's the level of relationship. Yeah. You think he's interested in the colors that I wear in my... Of course he is. Why not? He is, he, is, he is so close to you. We have shut him out and we have left him in the church building. He hasn't been able to give us ideas. People think that he cannot even give you ideas in, 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 in your business and creativity because we've locked him out. We, we limit him out in revivals, which is good. We're going to talk about that, the power of revivals. But let us allow him. Let our walls be porous. Let every gate in your life be opened and allow him. Those of you who are single, I'll come to them. I'll come to that some other time. But let us be close with the Holy Spirit. Now, another point I want to make, Bazwana, there's some, some, some other stuff here and I need to make before, before um, uh, we, we wrap up. The world will not experience, I want you to write this down, because we, we said this is our first teaching on the Spirit of God. We're not talking about any uh, Pentecostal stuff that you know, revivals and all those powerful words, dunamis and all that. We are just, we want to, want to welcome him as the Spirit of Genesis, yeah. to know him uh, at a very broad level, so that we are comfortable with him, we allow him to come, we invite him to come. Now, I'm saying the world will not experience this, the light of revelation without the Holy Spirit. The world will not experience the light of revelation without the Holy Spirit. Uh, when I talk about revelation, hey, that's another word, Bazawane. Um, when I revelation. I'm not talking about in, in what they call an epiphany, you know, when you, it's in, in a religious sense. 
The word uh, revelation, it means to uncover. Yeah. It means to uncover. Yeah. Something that was concealed, it is revealed. What you couldn't see, now you are able to see. So revelation does not only apply in, 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 in Bible or spiritual sense in terms of revelation. I had a revelation. No, no, no. To reveal means the Spirit of God. This is why he's, he is so limited in the earth. Because we, 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 we box him in, in church. Revelation means this, write this down. Revelation is, is uncovering of that which has been hidden or concealed. That's what it does. Uncovering of that which has been hidden or concealed. So, in Revelation, and does this with you, not only in church, uh, is, is when we find or discover uh, God's solutions to problems. Mm. Uh, we, when we discover solutions to human problems, you know, stuff like a, a strategy, like a, a, a cure, for instance. Do you think that all the cures of all these uh, plagues over the centuries came from the devil? That came because someone on a mountain in medicine allowed the Holy Spirit, they were not in church, God opened their eyes to see a cure, to see an answer to a problem. That's what the Holy Spirit wants to do in society. He wants us to be able to allow him to impact through us, not only in church. So revelation is when, not just what Genesis, what a revelation. See, most people will limit him in that sense. Mm-hmm. No, he wants a, a strategy that begins to change a, 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 a civilization. That is a revelation. They say in English, just a light bulb comes on you. He yes. begins to it begins yeah. to light your 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 light up your mind. Mm-hmm. You begin to see things you've never seen before. That is why I said to you, family, I want us to see him as the spirit of Genesis. Not just the spirit of, of Pentecost or of a New Testament where we're just casting out devils. As important as that is, and I'm a great believer in that when I discuss that. Uh, but I want us to see him as a big God yes. who wants to provide answers. He wants to provide designs, a, a, a particular design. He wants to be part of creative ideas. Why is it that... Um, in, I'm going to go, go back to this boardroom. Um Zalwane, Abba Zalwane often, uh, during lunch, they are praying. And now during the strategy, you know, session. when we strategize, strategy session, uh, they are quiet, you know. And it's all these people from these other religions, from Hindu and from the, the Islam, coming up with these sharp ideas. Why is, it's not the will of God. If you understand what a revelation is, and we do not uh, limit it to church, mm. you will understand that he wants to breathe upon you in the boardroom yeah. so that something, some, something smart, something brilliant, something amazing comes from a believer. The three Hebrew boys, I'm not going to get into that. In them, Daniel and them interpreting dreams... Yeah. That changed the very 
economy of a nation, a revelation from heaven, God giving him understanding. Now, in the Old Testament, it comes as understanding, revelation, all these other dream interpreters, now in today's um, language would say from Hindus, from the Islam, from uh, Zangoma and all these people could not interpret the dream. And now somebody with a revelation who understands the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit broods upon chaos and he wants to produce life. You're sitting in an office, you're sitting somewhere, not in church, and, and God begins to birth these ideas and he begins to show you, no, oh king, this is the meaning of your dream. How powerful. That's the impact the Spirit of God wants us to have on, on society. That's how revival, that's how the world is going to begin to take us uh, as, as serious people, yeah. a force to be reckoned with, with, not just people who get stuck in a church building. The Holy Spirit wants to be part of everything that happens through us. Let us not limit him to uh, some, some, some church building. So in the presence of the Holy Spirit, mm. there is light which allows for revelation. In the presence of the Holy Spirit, that uh, there is light that allows for those uh, things to begin. You look at the scripture. Okay, that's what we relate to. I think most of us you look at a scripture, and uh, you have read the scripture before many times. Now suddenly you read the scripture, and the Holy Spirit begins to brood and He brings light, mm -hmm. and you see things you have never seen in that scripture before. We have read it many times, but suddenly you read it with the light, with revelation, and now you begin to see things like a mine. The Bible becomes a, like a mine. That is, this is, is, is treasures begin to come forth. When you mine the Bible with the Holy Spirit, you find many treasures. Mm -hmm. When you mine scriptures on your own with my intellect, I find very little. So he comes to help us, to give us revelation. Note this also, Bazalwan, without the word of God or the word from God, mm. the Holy Spirit shall not manifest. Now remember in that book of Genesis, uh, the Bible says the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters and God said, mm. when God said, now let me just... Uh, Go to the scripture to understand what I'm saying better. In John 6, verse 63, the Bible says, It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit. Yeah. And they are life. The words that I speak are spirit. spirit. So when God said, let there be light, those words were spirit. So when God spoke, the Holy Spirit was released. Follow with me, Bazarwani, because we, I want us to understand how he works. When, when God spoke his word, the Holy Spirit, now from hovering, he begins to be part of what God is doing. So when God spoke, the Holy Spirit was released. So the word and the spirit 
are one. The word and the spirit are one. I, I, I've been reading this book, um, I bought it many years ago. It talks about the marriage between the word and the spirit. Written by Paul Cain and I think it's R.T. Kendall. The, the, the marriage between the word of God and the spirit of God. Now, those two go together. The presence of the word, note this family, the presence of God's word attracts the presence of the spirit. The presence of God's word attracts the presence of the spirit because you know that Pentecostals um, have over the years placed much uh, weight and importance on the spirit. I was making this point, family. The mainline churches have been very big on the word, less on spirit. Uh, Charismatics and Pentecostals, big on spirit and less on, 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 on the word. The new breed of, of kingdom people that God wants uh, to uh, arise in the earth, the church that God is raising, uh, must be strong in both the word and the spirit. Mm. We must be strong in both uh, the word and the spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm. So as we, I'm, I'm, I'm going to draw to a close just now. Just give me 10 more minutes or so. Uh, I want us to begin to understand these, 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 these points. Just remember that today we're just focusing on Genesis 1 verse 2. Uh, we're looking at the Holy Spirit and we uh, are learning the principle, uh, the law of first mention. Mm-hmm. We are saying if we can understand uh, what he did in the beginning, we will have an understanding of who he is and how he operates. By the time we get to him in the book of Acts, and him doing all the mighty things through the apostles and through the early church, we will have been familiar with him and we'll be comfortable with him because we said he's not the spirit of the Pentecostals or a New Testament phenomenon, but he's always been there in the Old Testament. Amen. Mm-hmm. Now, I want you to note this, Bazwan, again as we, as we conclude. It's the word and the spirit that are going to solve uh, our chaos in the earth. So, Umongwele does not operate, it does not function in the absence of the word. This is why you must be uh, very worried when you go to a service. All they do is just cast out devils. There is no doctrine. There is no word that's preached. There is nothing that is given to you in terms of, 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 of the Bible uh, teachings of scripture. Be very worried when a ministry revolves around prophecy, revolves around casting out of devils, revolves around the flamboyance of ministry as we know it today. When you go to a church, the spirit and the word, they go together. They must be, they must be solid in the teaching of the word and they must be solid in the manifestation of the spirit. So understand that now what I've just told you I want you to grab that and, and walk with it. Don't be comfortable. The entire, no. So, of course, sometimes when they would come into a service, uh, there are instances. Let, let me just balance this. There are instances where the Holy Spirit would come and something that we did not plan, uh, it would begin to happen, but it should not be the norm. I think I should 
umoyo umwele inkazimula kachicho ya ya gcwale tempele umpriest couldn't function no see we cannot hide behind that because god is a god of order and he, he reigns on protocol so when you go to a church uh, whichever church most of you here you relate to us but there must be a balance between the word and the spirit now let's go to the second point the wind of the spirit i want you to write this down the wind of the spirit wants to blow upon our lives uh, upon our generation understand that the wind of the spirit wants to blow wants to blow upon your life he wants to do it if let's leave this meeting and go to my, my my private space and begin to invite him like i've never invited him before he's always been knocking it's knocking he wants to be so much part of your life so much part of my life that it will begin to blow your mind do you know that when you are uh, at a mall uh, that's that's how powerful things are going to get let me warn you because if you allow the holy spirit be ready for things he's going to do through you as we uh, move on and and as things begin to intensify as angels the even angelic activity begins to uh, improve increase. increase in the earth you are in the mall and suddenly the spirit of god tells you something says look on your left there is someone this particular person is about to commit suicide now go to them and begin to, you must be this is why he he needs us not in church mm. he wants see we think what what they call a um, word of knowledge word of knowledge is when the holy spirit reveals to you information that is not supposed to be your information it's personal to that person mm. but he reveals it to you so that he can impact them mm. and save their destiny it is not revealed to me for my profile so that my name can be big and i put my big mm. head on my po- it's, it's not about that it's about that person being impacted so be careful about those um, uh, 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 or be ready rather when the spirit of god begins to move uh, uh, at that level in your life that is what he wants to do so when we say the wind of the spirit wants to blow upon our lives that is what we want to to for for you to 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 receive and to understand uh my wife is um in terms of in terms of his personality uh he personality can cause as well doesn't allow for her to to talk to people much she's the one who's put is taking something on my hand all right uh her personality that doesn't allow for her she's very reserved uh, i know that at church you think that she's uh, this is why she doesn't talk much this is why sometimes uh, people just misinterpret she she's very reserved you know and um her personality doesn't allow for her to do what I'm, i've just said uh, you are in a mall and the spirit of god says now go to this person and begin to, to tell them. now if you allow the holy spirit be ready for that because he cannot use you he cannot use me in my terms mm. i'm telling my mamujit also amen <laughs> he cannot use us in our terms lenda to amahloni you know minanginje he he wants to use you he wants to impact generations through you in jesus name now 
The third point I want you to get, but then we're drawing to a close. Uh, just, uh, just allow me to finish, please, if you don't mind. He wants to create again. You know, in the book of Genesis, he created. He was part of creation. He wants to fix the chaos. Look at him that way. No, I am limiting him. He wants to fix the chaos. That's how big he is. Tongues, prophecy is just part of him fixing the chaos. It's part of him. He's, he's bigger than just all the little things that we have compartments we have put him in. Amen. So... I believe there is, a, there is one sound that the Holy Spirit is waiting from all of us. One sound. Uh, for restoration, for restitution, for what we call a revival, for renewal to come, there is a sound that we must all uh, begin to lift up into the heavens. There must be a clear sound. I wanted to listen to this because we, we, are, we are drawing to a close right just now. There is a sound he wants to hear. When he was... Uh, hovering in the book of Genesis, mm -hmm. there was a sound that came that released him. Mm -hmm. Remember, the Bible says he was hovering uh, in anticipation, waiting for instruction, it seems. He was suspended, waiting for a sound, mm -hmm. waiting for a voice. Once that voice was released, he off he went, mm -hmm. and he began to fix the chaos. Mm -hmm. Now, there must be a clear sound from you, there must be a clear sound from me that says, let there be. Let there be. Now, as we close, I want us to, to, to zero in on that because God said, let there be. The statement, let there be, has to do with the opening of gates. That's what Mary did. Let it, let it okay. Let it happen to me according to your word. Let it be. Let it be to me. That's what Mary said. When Mary said those words, the Holy Spirit came, flesh came and began to do what God had uh, told him to do. So there's a sound from every person in the church, in the body of Christ, a sound that the Holy Spirit has been waiting to hear. Let there be every gate that has been shut in me, every door that has been closed in my spirit, every area. Of my life, there must be a let there be, let there be light, let there be light, let there be light, let there be light, Holy Spirit, in my finances, let there be light, in my, in every area, in my family, let there be light, in every aspect, let there be light, let there be light. When he comes, he brings light. The chaos and the darkness there is. Let us declare like we have never declared before. Let there be a desperation in us to say, Holy Spirit, I am tired of the darkness. I am tired of the darkness in my life, in my family. Now, the darkness has symptoms. Uh, it may not be this because your lights are on, you think you're in the light. No, darkness is in the spirit. That's, that's why when God said, let there be light, it was before the sun was created. It's not natural light. Uh, let there be light, something else comes. It's, it's a revelation right there. But we need to begin to declare, let there be light, O oh God, in yes, every Father. area. 
when we declare, let there be light, and we are inviting the Holy Spirit, you'll begin to see that every area uh, where he was hovering and brooding, waiting for your permission, mm. waiting for our invitation, he begins to come and he broods upon us. Mm. And he begins to be part of every area of our lives. So I wanted to invite him in every area on, 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 in your life, in your, in your finances, in your health, Every facet in your family, Holy Spirit, come. I know that most of us have always invited him when we're in church. When I I need to preach, Lord, thank you for the anointing on my life as I release the word. Let fire come. You know, that's what preachers do. And uh, Christians, uh, when we are praying, oh, Lord, as I pray, and then when we speak in tongues, he was there. When we stop speaking in tongues, then he's shut, and that's it. No, let him come. We invite, let there be light. Holy, let there be light in Jesus' name. Come in every area of our life in the name of Jesus. So finally, before we pray, where the will of God is celebrated, write this down, please. If we say one last thing I wanted to note down is this one. Where the will of God is celebrated, there the Holy Spirit shall descend. Where the will of God is celebrated, there the will of God shall descend. When God said in Genesis 1-2, let there be light, that was the will of God. So when God spoke his will, the Holy Spirit followed to get the will of God done. Where the will of God is released, he descends to get the will of God done. His mission is to ensure that he cooperates with the Father to get the will of God done Mm. in my life, to get the will of of God done in your life. So let us walk in the will of God. Let us call the will of God down. Let us walk in covenant and walk in the will of God. In, In our finances, let there be alignment. Let there be the will of God. Let let our finances, the way we deal with our finances, reflect the will of God there. In every area in our lives Mm. where the will of God is, is celebrated, the Holy Spirit comes and it begins to be part of that. Now lift up your hands, family, as we pray together. In the name of Jesus. I I want us to pray and I want us to invite him. In a new way this morning, just lift up your hands where you are. Can we unmute everybody? Jesus. Amen. Just let's, let's unmute. I want to hear you pray, Bazalon, in Jesus' name. You are un, unmuted, yeah. Jesus. Spirit of God, Spirit of God, you have always been, you have always been part of us from the beginning. We thank you right now in Jesus' name. Even as God said, let there be light. This morning we declare in Jesus' name, let the will of God be fulfilled in our lives. Let the will of God be made manifest in, our, in every area. In every area. Now, Father, I pray that you breathe upon your people. That you breathe upon your people. Let light come upon your people. Let begin to be revelation. Let begin to be understanding in every area in the name of Jesus. We thank you that you have come to ensure that the will of God is done in our lives, in our families, in our nations, 
in societies everywhere. And we need you. Without you, it cannot be done. You are the spirit of Genesis. The very genetics of creation have you. And Lord, without you, we can do nothing. Come upon your people. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Mamu Uhateb, can you hear me? Mamu Uhateb, please pray. Let's pray. Let's pray for, pray for the Holy Spirit to begin to flow. I, it is my prayer that everybody begins to experience the Holy Spirit, that we have a deeper uh, relationship with the Holy Spirit. Every person who's part of us and our friends everywhere, they will have a, a, an intimate relationship with the Spirit of God. Pray, Mama. Uh, she must unmute uh, Mam Chanda, unmute yourself so you, we can hear you praying. Uh, Mama H, I mean, Mama H. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Father, we thank you this morning. We give you all the honor and all the glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. For being our Father. We thank you for giving us the Holy Spirit. Father God, who is our teacher, we thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, for this lesson today. To teach us, thank you, direct us, Lord Jesus. Siabonga Baba, Utixuela and Fanji, Umoinuel, Laula, Umoinuel, Sisom Lalela, Sile, Utipaluleganga Canani, Ulalela, Umoinuel, whenever he's instructing us. Yes, Lord. For giving yes. us this lesson, we need to less to listen more and closely to the Holy Spirit. That is, if we want the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is there to guide us on daily basis at work, at home, wherever we go, yes. wherever we are, we need your Holy Spirit. We yes, need Lord. Your Holy Spirit. Jesus, 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 Jesus. In our lives, we invite you more to direct our steps. We invite you more, Holy Spirit, to guide us when we speak. We invite you more, Holy Spirit, to guide us when we make decisions. We invite you more, Holy Spirit, to guide us wherever we are. Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Amen. Just before we pray, Mamumpele, Mamututate, the zombies is uh, just just pray for us as we close. Amen in Jesus' name. Unmute yourself. Yes. Yes, Lord. Father, for the Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are present on earth. We thank you, Father, to brood over chaos. We thank you, Father, that you make sense of the things that don't make sense as you brood over. We thank you you create when nothing has been created. We thank you that you make the impossible possible. And we thank you, Father, that as the word of God has been spoken, Holy Spirit, you will begin to make the word come to being as we have heard that you have spoken. We give you praise and honor, Almighty God. We give honor to your word. Because you bring it to pass. So we give you honor. We thank you for this timely word. And we thank you, Father, would you impact us. And on this hour, to change the fiber of our lives. Yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah. Of our generation. We thank you, Father, that from this time forth, it is your will that will be done from our personal lives, to our families, to our societies, to our country, to our nation. And we say yes. We say yes to Yes, 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 yes. To watch you are releasing. Father, we give you praise and honor and glory. Amen. Amen.